So this evening, I'd like to offer some reflections um, on the theme of metta. Metta. Goodwill. And uh, before I get into this theme, I'd like to really invite you to listen in that kind of grounded, spacious way where the teachings, the words can is it really be heard by almost a sort of sense of embodied presence and just that space of the heart and allowing uh, the resonance to touch you or to just let it pass through so everything that anything is offered in terms of words I'm very aware that sometimes it feels very relevant and sometimes not so much and just really invite you to sort of have that wisdom of sensing what's an appropriate way to listen where it can the talk can just happen and trusting that whatever is really uh, necessary for your process will be heard, will kind of go in. And if there's anything you want to reflect on more, you know, later, fine. But also, fine to just, to let go. So in that spirit, I hope that's, that's clear. So feels, yeah, to speak about this uh, beautiful uh, quality of, of heart and mind, one that I love to reflect on and speak of and practice with. Um, but I know that for me and maybe for others, it's been a long journey to make, to understand really and to connect with this teaching and with this practice. So I particularly like to uh, acknowledge that. You, can, you know, remember sitting on meta retreats thinking, what the heck, you know, I just don't get it. <laughs> what are we doing? So, um, you know, there's something so important and so precious here. So i just like to in a way, I was thinking this talk, I'd like it to be just like a, for us together to, to um, honor just for this time together, this quality of heart, this quality of metta, which I'll talk a little bit about the first part of the talk. And then the second part of the talk, I want to go through some different ways of practicing, maybe little bit of variations on the theme of the formal practice that many of us have learned. Um, but yeah, just in a way to honor and um, bow, bow to perhaps this great uh, quality, capacity of the human heart. Um, may it grow, you know, may it flourish for our benefit and the benefit of all beings and all life on this earth. So this metta, different ways it can be understood and, and defined and I want to go through some of that because I think that sometimes to reflect on the different aspects of this quality, the different ways it manifests, the different meanings or definitions it can be given can can each can provide a way in, a window, a doorway. Yeah, that one way of looking at this can be a way in for some person and not for another person. So again, in the listening, as like maybe what you already know about this quality and what helps you connect with it. You know, what helps because they'll front out their layers and layers of busyness and harshness and you know all kinds of stuff that just 
get in the way of really being present with that, being being connected with that uh, in our own being, and actually being able to connect with it, receive it, be aware of it in the world, you know, in in others. Sometimes there just seems to be so much in the way. So, concern for the welfare of beings, just start us to start us off with. And um, I also decided to take the risk of bringing in something to show you. So, um, for the benefit of I don't know people who are not here or who aren't listening to this talk, what's she doing? Is holding up a small statue um, of bronze, which I've had for many, many years. And it's a bronze of a a, mother, a, a woman and a child. And um, I'm going to leave it here until tomorrow morning. So if, if you want to, after the talk, you can come and look at it and handle it if you wish. Um, I've had it a long time. And I wanted to bring it and it felt like a bit of a risk because I know that for me, and perhaps for others, it's the hard image because perhaps our relationships with our mothers and our carers have not been what they could have been, you know, have not been good. And this was true for me. And so for me, actually, I think it's been important to to have this image with me and as a kind of a healing, as a way of perhaps um, learning again for me gradually, slowly, slowly <laughs> to connect with some sense of real care, care, care for myself and for others, a care that's not so uh, hampered by fear, hostility. Um, clinging. So, if that's true for you, then I, I, uh, I hope this is not too upsetting. Um, and I hope that it can be uh, like uh, resonated with as much as you wish. And again, you know, it's like with all of this, feel free to leave it. And if it doesn't resonate for you, then lay it aside. Um, we can find so many different ways, ways to um, help ourselves to connect with this quality. One of the one of the things when I was looking at this this afternoon, I realised that there's something about uh, intimacy, isn't there? Which is a word that somehow it, it comes up sometimes. It actually as what is really part of mindfulness. Mindfulness, kindness. This was like one teacher, John Peacock says, you know, it's not like mindfulness cares. And another teacher, Ajahn Sumedho says, metta is kindness with awareness. That, that there's a way in which actually these, these two qualities perhaps are not so different they're not so separate. And maybe this quality of intimacy, of caring intimacy, is, is like actually so mindfulness, sometimes it can become so dry. Can't it become like, you know, just being with the breathing, in, out, in, out, you know. Mm. <laughs> not very caring. <laughs> very caring and that when we bring that quality in when we can kind of connect with this and connect with the sense of the whole of practice in a way being being about compassion and care and kindness and that actually to find that as as part of the way part of the way which it is so I was reflecting I think it's six eighths or three quarters of the Eightfold Path. I was looking at it thinking like kindness. 
very explicitly that very explicitly there in six of the eight. So there you go. <laughs> I think this is very important. It's very important somehow, and the relational. So the relational aspects of our practice of of what it means to actually genuinely bring bring this to our life, isn't it? How how do we live well? And that may be another sort of powerful part of this image is that it's about relationship. And, you know, our life is about relationship, isn't it? Relationship with sound, sight, touch, taste, people, (laughs) mind states. So, so it is one of the, isn't it, one of the qualities of, of that actually enables us, I think, to even be mindful at all. And I think this is maybe why I struggled a lot on early retreats was there was just so much kind of inner judgment and resistance and harshness and sort of rejection of one's own experience. I, c- I couldn't get, you know, to, I couldn't get near the breathing, you know. <laughs> but to actually begin to understand and, and, and uh, experience a sense of kindness, kindness, compassion towards myself. And, and so much of that was learned from other people, again, the relational part. I don't know how, how much that's true for you, but so much of this, this path and this practice is, isn't it, it's other people. You know, where would we be without them? Some of these people who really it's actually through their care and concern and their, you know, kindness to us is, is, has actually helped us to, to learn, oh, you know, again, for some of us, maybe gradually, slowly, again, for, for others, no, perhaps not, something is more, you know, is more there for you. But then if that's the case, it's good to know that that's not always true for other people. And to have some empathy or some understanding of what that might be like. So, when kindness and wise mindfulness, so those three come together, isn't there? There's there's the possibility of wise action, of of kind of appropriate response. So I was going to give loads of examples. I'm not even sure I want to give one, but. Because I think that the, we can get so hooked on certain images of this is kind or that's kind or that's how, you know, that's how meta feels or manifests. And actually, it, it can look any, any, it can look, who knows, you know, an infinite number of ways. There's something about this developing this trust or this, this intention of kindness, this intention of connection, of goodwill, and then the way that naturally works together with wisdom and mindfulness to just for for appropriate response to, to come forth from that. I will give one example, a brief one. Uh, very small, you know, again, this, but somehow seems to me emblematic. Or so I was in Finland, I've been teaching there and uh, really love being there and was in a chemist in Vosari, which is a town near Helsinki. And um, there was a mother and a child, actually, as it happens, <laughs> in the chemist. And the mother was a bit frantic in a kind of rather restrained Finnish sort of way, because they tend to be rather sort of contained. I love them so much, anyway. Um, and I noticed this, you know, I noticed this. And again, it's just this kind of, just that mindful awareness, I'm not particularly looking for anything. And then I realized that they, they were looking for something. And then I realized I had seen something, a little piece of paper on the floor, and I thought, then maybe that was what they were looking for. <laughs> so I went and found the little piece of paper, and it was indeed what they were looking for. It was the receipt. So they'd got the thing from the chemist, and then they had to go to the, till the pay and obviously she she was obviously in a hurry and it was like oh they would have had to go back and do it all again and and I was just able to hand her the 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 little little receipt 
And she just looked at me with so much like. And as she said something in Finnish, I didn't understand. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was something like, thank you. <laughs> um, well, actually, it wasn't that, because I know that's the one Finnish word I know. Kitos. Um, but I just give you just this very small example that to me, you know, and I could think of other ones, and probably you can, that that just being able to be present and notice and then, ah, you know. So this is, this is about, this is somehow the training we can do on retreat can help to, again, incline the mind in a way like Ajahn Sumedho says, you know, kindness with awareness. So, um, see forms that can be a feeling or a mind state maybe you all know that or I, you know i'm not sure i did for a long time like it can be you know just it can feel very very strong as a feeling or a mind state this warmth or just 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 overpowering love for everything or, yeah or just very very small sweet kind of tenderness it's just such a range. It can, it can, it can, be, it can be a feeling in that way, can't it? it? Can have this sort of sweetness or different sort of emotional tone, tonality. Um, but, and I think this is again, this has been really important for me and maybe for others that it can also be understood and related to and practiced with as an intention. And maybe sometimes it's just like to, we don't always feel kind or friendly. It's like, nur, nur, you know, <laughs> I feel the opposite. I'm all grumpy and growly and grouchy and don't like anyone, <laughs> kind of thing. Some of us, maybe. And, and we can still practice kindness. We can, it's so important to get this, I think, that it's, it, it, it's where you start to f- realize that this kindness is actually all-powerful. <laughs> it's always relevant. Can, there's nothing it can't touch. And then that's its sort of radical potential. I remember, okay, one other example. I said I wasn't going to give examples, but maybe I'll give one or two. But very small again, but somehow for me it was significant. And being on retreat at Guy House in England and cleaning the tables after tea in a rather grumpy fashion because I didn't really want that job. I wanted another job. I got this job. It was the wrong time of day for me. <sighs> okay, I'll do it quickly. And Oh dear, I'm going to miss the next sit. And then of course, you know, as you do, sometimes you think, oh, what's going on? <laughs> How can I practice with this? And so it came to me. So like, what if, what if I just did this for everyone? You know, as a kind of like offering to the other retreatants, sort of supporting them on their retreat. So, oh, well, okay, give it a go, you know. The spirit of experimentation and adventure. <laughs> Why not? What else am I going to do? Just carry on being grumpy. And it was really, I mean, it doesn't always work this quickly and easily, I know. Um, but I really began to really enjoy wiping the tables for everyone. And by the time I went to the hall, you know, I was like, I felt really good. <laughs> so that was a very important lesson for me, to see that I could meet that grumpiness and that, oh, I don't want to be doing this. And somehow by bringing this other intention, which quite quickly became very genuine and nothing sort of, you know, kind of nothing fake or anything, but that, it really, it, it, it made that task very different and it, and it created a very different mind state. Um, so the, inte- the power of intention, the power of intention, and also of attitude, like Reb Anderson, a Zen teacher from California, he said, a state of mind is not stable, but a loving attitude can be. That really stayed with me. So I thought, yeah. So here's another sort of pointer to the sort of radical, you know, applicability of metta, of kindness. Whatever your mind state, yeah, there's, there's, 
if there's a little scrap of mindfulness there, a little scrap of wisdom, it can be kindness, or maybe it's the other way around. If there's a bit of kindness, then the mindfulness and the wisdom can come in. Yeah. It's so having, being able to practice having an attitude of kindness, an attitude of friendliness, of goodwill. That is not dependent, again, on mind state, being, you know, polite, respectable, nice. <laughs> yeah. Because it's very, it's very unstable, isn't it, like he says. And it's not so much what we're doing unconsciously somehow a lot of the time. We're trying to get, like, get the mind state, yeah, there we go, now I'm okay. <laughs> and then it changes. Oh, definitely not okay now. And so the sense of what is the this this working with this attitude of kindness, it can begin to be like almost like a right you know, right view. It has that kind of feel up. We begin to be able to view things in that way. So Sharon Salzberg, uh, at least in one of her books, said is most importantly understood as an ability. Like that's a really interesting word as well. Then again, you know, seeing what resonates for you. What ah, you know, you know, I don't know all that other intention, I don't know, but ability, ah. And then there's that connection more with again with with action. I mean I can think in my life, I don't know if you can in yours, but that being together with other people doing something that's of service, for example, um, and that other people are bringing, you know, are having that heartfulness, are coming from that place of metta, that you, you can, you start to see, see them doing it, feeling it, expressing it, and then you learn, you learn from that. It's one of the powers, isn't it, of living in community, practicing in community. We can, we can, uh, you know, we can teach each other so much. So, there are many, many facets to this. And as I was saying, I think this is this is so important to me because it stops it from being a kind of an image, you know, uh, uh, it looks like this. If you're kind, you always smile or something like that. <laughs> or, um, you know, images and shoulds and policies and these things that, we can put upon ourselves or other people. But actually, if we understand, like sometimes it might mean saying no very strongly, for example. You know, acting, you know, with that kind of fierce compassion and that, that when, when needed. You know? So it's again, it's this building these, this sense of kindness, mindfulness, wisdom. So the appropriate response appropriate response. It's like we can be freer to respond appropriately and not so caught in images of how we should or they should or what it should look like. And sometimes, you know, in the in the um in the suttas it's is talked about as non ill will and non harming, my absence of ill will. And I think this can be also our way in. Okay, I don't, you know, I don't feel full of love and compassion, but I am not going to harm myself. I am not going to speak harshly to that person, even though I'm so, I want to so much. They deserve it. Righteous, righteous wrath. It's, oh, so the uh, rather uh, perhaps unfashionable virtue of restraint, refraining, not not denial, not repression, not self-judgment, right? So careful, <laughs> but just that you know knowing. So I think that's very important, and that's where we you know it touches into the ethical precepts, doesn't it? And that commitment. And I know for me at times I have really had to use that don't do it don't just don't don't say that you you know it's like this is not going to have a good result you know you're very strong with yourself i can hear my voice getting stronger 
you know, because you just sometimes you have to be that strong, don't you? And that's kindness too, that's metta. So, so just, you know what I mean? It's not all fluffy and pink and, you know, something's really not fluffy or pink at all. Fluffy and pink's great. I'm not doing that down. I'm just So another, you know, again, I think there's a there's a very radical possibility here, isn't there? When we start considering this as something that has this boundless potential, isn't it? In the suttas, they talked about as the these qualities of heart, metta, and compassion, appreciative joy and equanimity as immeasur- immeasurables. They have this boundless, limitless, sort of unconditional quality or potential. And I I find that very, I mean, and that then is, yeah, it's also said to be a doorway to Nibbana. So there's the sense that this, this, this metta has, has huge power, you know, a huge healing power and the power to protect us from the ravages of resentment and ill will and fear. Now it can heal division and those places where we can eventually find we can allow it to do the work of forgiveness for us. Now I have this very strong sense that for me personally anyway, I cannot forgive but I can allow metta to come into that space of resentment, of anger, of rejection and let it do its work and give it time, give it space and I know, I know it will heal what needs to be healed and not in my time, not in my agenda, not according to my ideas but it does, it does and I trust that. So maybe that's enough. I just I wanted to kind of frame this, um, open this up, you know, again, different facets and functions, different, different powers it has, different manifestations, um, so that we can see, you know, how, how can we, we can connect with it. I just maybe one other thing I, I I'll say before I go on to part two of the talk. Um, I don't know how this I don't know how this will land for you, but um, it's something about um, certainly I've seen it in myself that sometimes sort of friendliness or it can be a mask. It can be something to hide behind. It can actually be hiding or almost sort of cloaking other intentions, other needs. And again, not this is not wrong or bad. It's just honesty without judgment. I mean, that's, I think, one of the you know, top five most useful things in practice. <laughs> honesty without judgment. I just, I don't know what the other four would be. Anyway, <laughs> the Buddha was always making up lists, so why not? So honesty without judgment, you know, I could see myself use, oh, I'm nice, fine, fine, kind, friendly, to, 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 you know, be a way of placating another person, you know, yeah, anybody done that? <laughs> Manipulating, I really know, no, yeah, yeah, you know, come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> get what I want. It's almost like to, to understand this and see this is so important because it's kind of, they're like maybe near enemies of metta or again, they cover and veil that the true beauty, the true, the true magnificence and power of, of what's really being talked about here. It's just like not to not accept second best. You know, to not, to not just... Um, Settle for the appearance of kindness or the appearance of friendliness. 
Yeah, so that, I just wanted to say something about that. Mm. So the second part of the talk, um, I hope I'm not being over ambitious here, we'll see how it goes. I wanted to share some things about metta as a formal meditation practice, which I know probably some of you are doing or have done or do, I don't know. Um, and I wanted to go through quite briefly some together some different ways in, some different modes of practicing um, that that may be uh, a ways that we can experiment, play with a little, if you wish, again, while you're here. or um, and, and I, yeah, I mean, I think there are so many ways in, in our life, and but here within a kind of meditative, sort of formal practice kind of sort of can, container or mode there's there's something there's something really wonderful to be explored here about when we don't have you know our friends and our family and our you know I don't know the lovely places we love and and our cat and whatever else to make us feel like we're actually lovable and we actually can love other people we're not just this little dried bit of twig walking around you know (laughs) You know, trying to survive. <laughs> so how it can f- obviously that's how it feels to me sometimes on a solitary retreat, even when there's lots of other people, a little dried twig. Is <laughs> a meta is sometimes described as moistening. Isn't that interesting? That that like a gentle rain sort of softens, falls onto the hard, the hardnesses, the hard soil, and kind of sinks in, so the little twig can get rained on and soften it little buds will grow. That's that makes me feel better now, right? So maybe there's a place for creativity in our practice. Again, uh, interesting trying to get the balance maybe between being able to be very simple and <laughs> and can we be creative? And for me, part of what's so important with that is that we are, aren't we all different, aren't we? It's amazing. We're unique. We, are, we have our own sort of like particular system and set of conditions and some of it's so similar to other people but there's this sort of unique sensitivity that we are as a little being here, you know, and... To me, the creativity has a sort of like, okay, we'll find out like, okay, so how do I connect with metta? How does that kind of work? And maybe in other ways of practice as well, maybe that's a whole other talk, but the same finding that balance in however you're practicing between this, being able to be very simple, just, you know, that repetitive, you just come back, you just come back, simple, simple, you know. And somehow being able to be creative and flexible and playful without getting lost and proliferative. Okay, so um, I'd like to go through actually fairly briefly and just for us to just, I hope this doesn't feel like too much or anyway just want to give you a taste of nine different modes and I'm going to put them on the board for you to follow up with if you wish. And yeah, I really invite you then to kind of, whatever, you don't have to shift your posture, but more like I'm just going to touch on each suggestion and just to get a feel, a flavor, a sense of what's being suggested and seeing what, again, what resonates for you, what kind of, you, you can almost feel your heart, your chitter, your heart might kind of go, ooh, like that, or it just relaxes a bit, you know, or there might be a way that, yeah, you can just um, let it 
float through. No need to do anything with any of it. So, with that in mind, it's probably none of this is going to be new to you, but anyway. Hopefully it might still be helpful. So. Ah, so just feeling your body sitting here. Maybe if you wish, sort of closing your eyes and just you can just very simply, briefly connecting a little bit, opening to the experience of the body. And just in a in a very simple way, can you actually uh, kind of meet that with kindness, with friendliness, with welcome? Just oh, hello, body. How you doing? And if you want to move your attention, even just again, you can another time you could do this quite slowly scanning through the body with a sense of meeting or touching or opening to each area of the body the bodily experiencing the whole bodily experiencing just with a sense of kindness just again whatever you find your own word or image or felt sense with that. Just however it is, you know, pleasant, unpleasant, somewhere in between. Not really sure. She can't really feel the body. Just however, whatever, just can I be receptive to experience of body right now with some sense of, of care. Hmm. And uh, no, no demand, no expectation, nothing needs to happen. could stay with that for a while but I'm just going to move through some of these different ones and just yeah invite you to come back to that if you wish or stay with it and just let my voice go in one ear and out the other so the second mode is kind of development from this of, of just that sense of open presence hearing sounds Feeling the flicker of thought and the surge of feeling, emotion, the aches or the tiredness in the body. May I meet this moment fully. May I meet it as a friend. Uh, just offering from Sylvia Burstein, California. May I meet this moment fully. May I meet it as a friend. So whether we use the phrase or not, just that, that sense of that possibility of meeting our experience in that spirit. Again, uh, just moment by moment, just no sense of demand, just bringing, offering, giving to oneself, giving, offering, a generous gesture towards one's own being.
and um, kind of yeah, going developing that further a phrase that some people find helpful, and again, if not, feel free to let it let it go. May I feel completely loved and accepted, just as I am right now. So may I feel completely loved and accepted just as I am right now. Completely welcome. Completely welcome just as you are. So again, just noticing the response or reaction in the mind or the heart and seeing if it's possible to make space for, you know, all of that, the resistances, maybe some, you know, whatever mental activity around that. Just, okay, you know, include that, bring the metta to that, let it, let it include all of that. And just for, before I go on, just pausing and just really the sense of you know, relaxing the body, letting it soften, just nothing you have to do here. So another another mode that's kind of kind of continuation or another way that uh, again I've found helpful. Some some people do from Sharon Salzberg's book, The Force of Kindness, and it's imagining a circle of wise and loving beings around you. And we won't have too much time to develop this, but just. We might just spend a little time, if you wish, bringing to mind maybe one or two people or people here or elsewhere, friends, teachers. Maybe some people you've never met, actually, but wise and loving beings who yeah, radiate goodwill, whose kindness, whose wise kindness you, you know and trust. Imagine them around you in a circle and you're in the middle of the circle and all you have to do is to receive, just receive let some of that goodwill radiating from those beings just, yeah, just touch you, permeate you. Again, just can play with that, see if that touches you, see if that something that again it's fine if not. So a circle of wise and loving beings. Receiving their love and goodwill, their caring concern. And yeah, we're just moving through these, but you might take this one benefactor and 
spend some time give, giving and receiving, offering and receiving, kind of with, with just one person. It's that sense of sharing, offering and receiving. So, kind of shifting a little more to just being present here with the people actually here. So, just invite you again to sense of your own body and your own presence and then just opening out to include all the people in this room. And you probably all yeah, these sort of different kinds of phrases you find you can find your own your own words. Just that or not words, just the felt sense or the energy of it or an image. Just may you be safe. May you be happy and peaceful. May you live with kindness. So that we are, yeah, we're bringing that, offering that to the people who are here or physically here. Somehow, yeah, that's just whoever, people we know, people we don't know. So, just maybe one one more before we finish it. I just one that I've played with and and found so helpful. And it's well, you just open the space. You just with yourself, presence, and to see intention to offer good good wishes and just see who comes. Like let's see who comes. And we don't, yeah, we don't really have time to get into this now, but I, I just offer that for you to take away and try if you wish. But where you just, yeah, just see who comes from here, from your life, past, present. And whoever comes, just spending maybe just a little while offering those good wishes and then letting them go. Letting them go, letting that sense of that person dissolve back into the space, into the heart, into the mind. And then opening up again and just waiting, just seeing who comes. And the same offering and then letting that sense of that person dissolve, dissolve back into the mind. So, yeah. So I hope some of this could be helpful for your practice, for your metta practice, for just ways of uh, connecting with a sense of kindness and friendliness in your practice, whatever it is, so that that can uh, nourish, support, um, and enrich your practice and your being uh, for your benefit and the benefit of all. So I'd like to close um, these reflections by reading the Metta Sutta. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. 
Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. Wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. So thank you for your attention. <coughs> so let's close our time. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.